need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you comfort yourself? Do you reach for a glass of wine or a bowl of macaroni and cheese? How do you soothe your spirit? Do you listen to the voice of love or fear? And what do those voices even sound like? When we learn how to let love in, that's when we start creating the lives we want. And that is what Dr. Donna Marks is going to be talking with us about today, right here, right now, on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And that's always interesting to me. What is the nature of that happiness for you? What makes you happy? And how do you comfort yourself when you're not feeling so good, when you're feeling anxious or upset? Do you reach for a bowl of macaroni and cheese? I've done that. Do you reach for a glass of wine? Do you immerse yourself in technology on your phone? How do you soothe your spirit and yourself? In other words, do you listen to the voice of love or fear? Today's guest says that when we learn to let the love in, that's when we start creating the lives we want. And that is what we are talking about today with Dr. Donna Marks. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marks. Uh, thank you for having, uh, it's so wonderful to be on your show, Polly. Thank you for having me. Oh, I have got so many questions for you and, and you've got vast experience on this topic. Dr. Donna Marks has been a licensed psychotherapist and addictions counselor in Palm Beach, Florida for over 30 years. In 1989, she developed a chemical dependency training program, which has now grown into a four-year degree program and received the Florida Governor's Council Award. She is a certified gestalt therapist, psychoanalyst, hypnotist, sex therapist, and she teaches a course in miracles, which is a big part of her newest book, The Healing Moment. In that book, Dr. Donna Marks integrates psychology, personal experience, and a course in miracles to teach people how to use their traumas and pain as a doorway to enlightenment and happiness. And Dr. Marks, that seems like a big deal to me. And you know, I've been working through your book. I, I really, I'm still thinking about it. There are things I'm processing and learning about myself, which I love. To me, that feels really exciting. But you're talking about these challenges and traumas we have in our lives as an opportunity to move into a better place, as a place of happiness and joy and enlightenment. Is that... Is that what you mean by letting love in? Is that what that looks like? That's one example. But what I'm really getting at in this is that we so don't realize how we are controlled and how we are motivated and how we are governed by fear. And that fear could be generated outside of us, uh, but it's always in the mind. And so mm. we don't even realize that if we don't have that bowl of macaroni and cheese, that <laughs> the reason we don't have it or the reason we do have it is out of fear. And we're and, and, and the thought of not having it is also fearful because where's my blankie? Where's my comfort? And the problem is it doesn't really comfort you. It's not really comforting you at all. Love comforts you. Food does not. 
Now you might get that sensation of that momentary high, you know, that those chemicals are hitting the brain and when that food is going there, but um, it's processed, especially sugar, especially things like, uh, you know, comfort foods, but it really isn't comforting you. That's the illusion. And that illusion usually started early on when you were upset and mom's fixed you your favorite pasta or your favorite cookies or your favorite chocolate pie. And you learn to associate that particular thing with feeling better. What makes you feel better is dealing with whatever you're upset about to begin with and allowing yourself to heal from it. Then you build an internal core of really good self-esteem. I think that's such an interesting point because we in the society, right? Western culture mm -hmm. in particular, when somebody is upset, myself or someone else, my go-to method is to give them something, right? To ease that, like here, have a new pair of shoes or have a, a casserole or have a drink or turn on your phone. Or it's not suggesting that they sit with this and go inside and really recognize what the upset is caused from. We do just the opposite. We wanna take it, we wanna suppress that then. Um, that's not the intention, but that's what happens, yes. Yeah. The intention is, you know, what can I do to help you? <clears throat> and really the best thing we can do to help somebody is give them our time and our attention. And so then they can talk and they can feel soothed and they can feel comforted. That's what parent, that's what healthy parents do for their children. They're like, oh, you feel really sad. What happens? And, you know, then the child goes, you know, my friend told me they didn't like me anymore. And then they cry. <laughs> You know, and then they go, now can I go play with Sally? You know, right. it's, out, it's over and they're soothed. They're actually feeling that love. They know that they're getting the support and they're giving it to themselves by acknowledging the problem. And the parent is also giving them acknowledgement. And so then it's over, it's out and it's over. But instead, if somebody says, you shouldn't be sad, just go, you know, play with your toys by yourself or forget about him. I never liked him anyhow, or here, look, you know, I made you your favorite spaghetti with extra tomato sauce. You know, those are things that tell the person it's not okay to feel those feelings. And feeling feelings is unavoidable. It's part of being human. And the more we get comfortable with them, the more we learn how to migrate and navigate and negotiate with them and integrate them into our being. Uh, pain is really just a motivation for growth. Uh, you know, usually if I'm, you know, if I'm having a problem with a friend and they, they're not wanting to be with me, I can take that time and discomfort to reflect on what did I do there? Or maybe I didn't, but, you know, to really use it as an opportunity for growth. Why do you think we don't do that? Is it as simple as learning? I mean, even individually, why do you think we reach for something before we sit with it and, and really understand and experience what's happening? Well, we've been conditioned, like all those examples you just provided and uh, that we just talked about, we've been conditioned that it's not okay to be upset. And then that gets reinforced everywhere we go in life. You know, you know, hungry, go to McDonald's, <laughs> sad, have the scotch, you know, want to be romantic, have the champagne, want to feel sexy, get the new car. I mean, no matter what, what the issue is, there's a, the remedy, uh, depression, anxiety, go to the doctor, take these pills. I mean, nothing, nothing in any of those messaging says anything about 
these are normal conditions that were, are inevitable in life. And there's easy solutions for them that will not only help you, but make you a better person and a happier person, but most importantly, teach you how to love yourself. I've been interested reading through your book, you talk about the voices of love and fear. And two weeks ago, before I picked up the healing moment, I wouldn't have thought about that voice of fear, I would have named it something else or just pushed through it or but you have boiled it down in pretty simple mechanism. You say the things that are uncomfortable or upsetting usually stem from fear. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yes. Well, I, I believe that we all have two voices. You know, one of them is a soothing, calming, intelligent uh, voice that will really gear us in the right direction. But there's always this louder, more present voice of fear that's always holding us back in some way or having us charge forward in a negative way. And so uh, we don't realize it's very unconscious, but <clears throat> if you start to be uh, tuned into your thoughts and you can even write them down, you could just do this for one minute and you'll realize even just the thought of that sometimes says, oh, people would feel uncomfortable with you. <laughs> my day, my mind is a dangerous place to explore, <laughs> but it really isn't dangerous. It's just, it's just a human mind. And throughout life, we gain experiences that are either pleasant or unpleasant. And we learn to want to just have pleasant experiences and to avoid the unpleasant. So those memories of those unpleasant experiences, the fear really latches onto that. And that becomes that voice that governs us without us even realizing it. Is the fear then this fear that if we allow this in, if we examine this, we'll be stuck in it, we'll never be okay, we'll, we'll find out something we don't like about ourselves? Well, th th that's two examples. Yes, you know, if I get in there, I'm going to find out something that I can't deal with. Uh, and, and the other thing is, you know, if I if I acknowledge that I'm sad, I might not ever stop crying. And of course, neither of those things are true. And, the, and, you know, shame and fear kind of go together here. Like, I don't want to look at that. You know, it's, you know, I, I, I don't want to look at it. It just makes me too anxious. You know, well, to me, anxiety is just another word for fear. And so if we just face it, like, yeah, I really screwed up in that situation. I really did. And it feels awful, but I need to, you know, get into the solution with that and acknowledge that to myself and maybe even to someone else and, and forgive myself because forgiveness is really the key to happiness. And, you know, we ha hang on to all this stuff and, you know, no one expects anybody to be perfect. People are very forgiving when, when we acknowledge things. And, but most important out of self-love, just like you would a small child. Oh, you shouldn't have stolen that out of mommy's purse. What, what are you learning from that? You know, what do you think you'll do it again? It, you know, it's important to acknowledge it and say you're sorry. And it's okay. It's okay. You made a mistake. As a human being, you're going to have millions of temptations in life and you are bound to uh, embark on some of those and you'll make mistakes. It's okay. It's just part of being alive. I think that is such an important comment. It's part of being alive. It's part of being human. And that's the gift, not some liability, right? I, I find that we we as in me, uh, it's so much easier to forgive somebody else or show compassion towards somebody else than it is when I screw it up or hurt somebody's feelings or make some other mistake. And, and what I'm hearing you say is go back and do that for you too. be gentle so we can move from this place of anxiety and fear into the place of love and something bigger, something where everything else resides, everything we want resides in that place of love, right? 
Absolutely. It's it's the doorway to happiness. It's the doorway to peace. And, it, and it's the doorway to re-embracing your purpose and your vision and your dreams, which so many people give up on and, and get lost because they're governed by fear instead of that voice of love. Yeah, the voice of so love will sense. direct you into healing, into the right decisions, into the right path. And we have to be willing to have the courage to do that. What does that courage look like when I'm picking up the bowl of macaroni and cheese or I'm lashing out at myself or something else? What's the first thing I should do is do I need to pause in that moment and then get curious or how do I start this process of bringing that voice of love in? Well, pausing is definitely the first step, because if you're not pausing, you're just going to be on autopilot and keep doing the same thing. So I was just talking about this uh, earlier on the show. You know, people come in for therapy sometimes or they get a self-help book and, and the solutions are there, but then they don't do it. And then, you know, the people that do it get the success and all of a sudden they 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 go through this. It, it's not overnight, but they go through this transformation from being so stuck to having the life that they want. And that's so gratifying for me, but especially for them to, to recognize that there are solutions to whatever's going on. Once we learn how to make those loving choices instead of those fear-based choices, life changes. But all too often, people will expect, you know, just because they have the information that they're going to change. No, you have to implement it. You have to put it into practice. You know, you can't just go to recovery meetings and sit there, there's tools. And if you don't pick up the toolbox and use the tools, and I don't mean select the ones you like and leave the others on the box, because then you'll have a half-built house and that's gonna be a lot more uncomfortable than anything else. So, you know, it's the same thing with any type of self-help book or therapy or, or recovery groups or, or, you know, whatever you're engaged in, whatever, personal growth you're engaged in podcasting or whatever uh, you must be willing to do the work and once you look at it as loving yourself and not work you know that's a whole change of perception right there yeah because i mean if i'm working at it i'm doing it for you if i'm loving myself i'm doing it for me i i think that's great i i was you know that's why I do this podcast and write the books I write, because I find that doing the work is part of the discovery. It's part of the adventure. It, it doesn't have to be a problem. It doesn't have to be, you've got to fix things. This is about just engaging in your life in an in a elevated way and, and feeling better and having more and greater love and connection. I, I, and I like the healing moment for that because it's real accessible. It made a lot of sense to me. And one thing that you talk about in this book, and I love this line, I'm gonna read it, and I even sent this to you, I'm like, this is so good. You write, how you treat others and how they treat you is a result of what you see in yourself. And you write about that in self in the section on self-respect. How you treat others and how they treat you is a product of what you see in yourself. What do you mean by that? Well, when we feel good about ourselves and we feel self-love, that's what we're emanating out unto others. And even if someone's behaving in, in a self-destructive or inappropriate way, rather than casting a judgment on that person, we're approaching it from a place of compassion. 
because we've been through we've been through the the mill, so to speak. And you know, we've had those human experiences of being less than perfect, and we've made peace with ourselves. So we are coming into the world from a place of love. Um, just yesterday, I was uh, I was in a drugstore, and there was uh, somebody uh, trying to check out, and he was he was, he seemed to be high. I don't know for sure. I didn't do a blood test or an alcohol test, but he wasn't making sense. And he was very contentious and he was slurring his words. And um, he was really challenging the the cashier. And I was, you know, having compassion for him though, rather than being annoyed that he, there was like five people in line now for a transaction that should have taken a few minutes for him. He was really, you know, struggling with uh, with something that was causing him to behave this way. And I even offered, you know, is there something I can do to help you with the bill? And he's like, oh, that's really nice of you. You know, why would you do that? And so it's really what it's all about, you know, but really coming from love rather than who's this jerk? You know, now that voice is going on, too, but I don't listen to it anymore. Okay. You know, that doesn't ever go away. We always get to practice just like any talent, you know, you don't just take a music course and learn how to be a concert pianist. You practice and practice and practice. And the the better you get, the more opportunities you have, the more challenges to get better. And sometimes those, those challenges might even be painful or uncomfortable, but that's, again, that's the real, that's the real, um, that's the real ball coming at you, you know, faster so that you can get better at it. And yeah. That I, I, I think that's interesting. I had somebody ask me the other day if I'm just positive all the time. And no, <laughs> I'm not. And there are times I've, I, when you touched at the top of the show saying about write things down, there are times I've had to be very clear about writing down what I'm going for in that day or what my intention is because I am ticked off and I'm listening to the wrong voice. But I practice all the time trying to bring myself back into that place of alignment where I'm coming from that place of love for myself first, because when I'm upset with myself, I'm I tend to be more irritable with my family or my friends or, the, you know, so I, I try that. But I, I appreciate you saying that because I hear those voices, too. And then you have that decision. Which one are you going to pick today? Right. Which exactly. are you going to everything's an opportunity to choose love instead of fear. Um, again, yesterday, you know, it was one of those days, I mean, I was coming to work and this truck literally comes across three lanes of traffic and pulls out mm. in front of me. Fortunately, I have a really great brake system. So like, you know, half an inch, <laughs> but that's all I needed. And, you know, that voice was really wanting to come up and, you know, you ought to follow him in there and tell him, you know, da, 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 and then get his tag and blah, 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 blah. And then, but, uh, the, you know, then I'm like, yeah, you've never done that yourself, made some dumb, stupid driving mistake, you know? So I was able to laugh it off and feel good, you know, and not hang on to that feeling of being mad at him and whatever, you know, it just, the more we practice it, the less tolerance we have for feeling uncomfortable mm. and the more we crave those feelings of empowerment that come from choosing love it's a wonderful thing mm. i love that we're going to take a break on that note the more we practice the more we can allow those voices of love and choose the love makes so much sense we're going to take a break right here on Polly campbell simply said part of the best business network of alerta cast and we're going to be back in just a minute with dr donna marks talking about her book the healing moment the voices of love and i've got some questions about control it's an interesting chapter in the book and i think it's worth talking about right here on Polly campbell simply said 
part of the best business network of Electricast. And we are back. Welcome. I'm Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking with author and psychotherapist, Dr. Donna Marks, about the voices of love and the voices of fear and how in the moment of our trauma and our difficulty and our challenge, we can choose the voice that is going to help us create the kind of lives we want, the kind of feelings we want, the kind of relationships we want in our lives. And yet, Dr. Marks, especially in this world right now, and maybe I'm just attuned to it, uh, I'm having challenges with this myself, there is a lot of blame in the world. There's a lot of hostility toward other people. There's a lot of people looking outside of themselves for what's going wrong. And I think that's why your chapter on control really impacted me. Um, what is the importance and power of choosing our own personal responsibility over blaming someone else for the troubles we're facing? Well, it's the same thing as if I'm watching a scary movie and I'm feeling anxiety. Oh, great example. So, you know, I, I don't have to watch that movie. <laughs> and I've got these movies going on in my head and I can choose which one I want to watch. But most importantly, rather than saying, you know, that needs to change out there, you know, the government needs to change, the world powers need to change, you know, the, the this needs to change and blame, 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 you know, blaming the pharmaceutical companies or blaming, you know, the police or whatever we're blaming, we need to bring all that back into ourselves and work on ourselves and heal ourselves. And then we can get involved in, in certain, you know, causes that, that we want to get involved in for the betterment of mankind, though, not to win or lose kind of thing. And so uh, it's a whole different consciousness. But I, I, in that chapter, it's, it's really kind of more boiled down to personal relationships as well. You know, once we um, stop trying to control our partner or our child, and, and we look at our role in this relationship and how can I improve my role in this relationship? I see this so often in working with families who have a, a person who's got an addiction. You know, that person who's got an addiction is really the opportunity for family transformation. But rarely does that happen because they keep wanting to fix the addict rather than the dynamics of the whole family, which are often enabling the addict or contributing to the problem. So this is what I mean about really just bringing the reins back in, you know, training our own mind to come from love instead of fear and come into the solutions instead of the problems. And it's very powerful when people do that. And then they do get the change that they want. Sometimes people are afraid to change, though. You know, if, if my spouse or my child stops drinking, I mean, this is quite a distraction. And by the way, I get to kind of do what I want over here and they're not noticing. Or, you know, my marriage is secure as long as we're working on this child who's such a problem. And so, you know, there's some kind of often secondary benefits. So we, it comes in layers and we have to really be willing to focus the control back on ourselves. Like, what am I getting out of this and how can I heal myself in this situation? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of practice with this right now. I have a teenage daughter and she's awesome. And we have a lot of fun together. And she's also independent and very different than I am in some ways. And it's been contentious at other times. And on my best day, when I'm listening to Voice of Love, I'm able to sit back and say, oh, 
why am I so triggered by what she's wearing or by how she's acting? What What is that? And sometimes, like the other day, I heard my, myself saying, no, I didn't want her to go to a, a certain party. And I had to really look at myself. I know the kids, I know the family. There was no reason. She's a responsible kid, but it was my own fear, right? I didn't want her to go to the party because I wanted to control that environment to keep her safe or whatever. And and I, I had to really look at that because my first reaction is, no, 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 don't do that. Let's stop that. And it's a it's an interesting place to be in where you take that pause and you sit back and start to examine yourself. And actually, I found it very... Um, because I want to be in relationship with her. I don't want it to always be contentious. So I've been doing this. I find it's really relaxing too. It's interesting when I arrive, because what, what you said has been true for me when I can let, when I know what, what I can release and then we can communicate about the other things that are more serious and I can explain what you just described is so real and so valid we're hearing about the children who are good kids who go to a party and have a sip of something and have an overdose of fentanyl or have you know try it right. for the first time and very innocent things very normal things and are dead so it's a very valid Huge. real fear that we when we let go and we know they're going to be in those social settings however to try and stop someone from engaging in life is only prolonging the inevitable that they will mm. do it and then they'll sneak around later or now and you know then they feel guilty and they don't feel good about themselves and it starts the whole vicious cycle far better to say i know that i can trust you you have all the things you just said you're a good kid you have good judgment it's not you that i'm afraid of it's people who don't realize what they're doing and then wind up dead. And I'm I'm not going to stop you from going to the party. But I just want you to know, I'm scared that something like this could happen to you because it, it has happened to a lot of other children. And so I just need to share that with you, because I want you to be safe. And I want you to be really discerning. And you know, if you have to refuse a drink that someone offers you, that would be okay. <laughs> right. Or a drug for the first time, because a lot of these pills that are people are taking, they look like yeah. they're having fun on them are deadly. And you know, some, you know, some kids, you know, are, are using drugs regularly. And so they won't overdose others for their first time mm -hmm. won't overdose because they don't have the tolerance. So, you know, these are just little quick uh, intervention type of conversations without trying to control somebody. Well, and I felt so much better because of what you just said. When I gave up the control, then we could have a real dialogue. It wasn't me against her or her trying to beat me. It was like, oh, let's sit down and talk about this. And it was so much more productive and, and interesting. I, along those lines, totally different topic, but you also write about prosperity. And I'm interested in this because I, it, it draws me to the receiving and sharing, I, receiving and sharing in this dialogue with, with my daughter. But you say that about prosperity too. Real abundance, real prosperity comes and requires sharing and receiving. Most of us think about prosperity as coming to us, right? I'm not going to give you my abundance. What are you talking about, doctor? What do you mean by that? Well, you have to think of uh, like when you turn on your faucet and then the, and the, and the water comes out, you know, money... Uh, and prosperity. Well, prosperity isn't just about money. It's about feeling wealthy. And there are people who don't have a lot of wealth who feel wealthy. 
um, but it's a pipeline. So when you restrict the pipeline to what you're sharing, you're also restricting it to what's coming in. And so, you know, they'll, they'll have mm. to get the book and read that chapter to get the, the details on that. But um, one of the areas that I've studied a great deal throughout my career is prosperity and spiritual prosperity. And there are tools that can really help people to manifest that in their lives. And also, you know, at the end of each chapter, there's exercises you know, it's one thing to to have to get another workbook and all, and I don't really believe in that. I think people should be able to read a chapter and then do the exercises because then they're they're experiencing it for themselves. They're able to internalize it and remember, uh, you know, what they've just read. So it's I've gotten some very positive feedback about that. As yeah, well. I I like the exercises. I thought they were really relevant, and I th I I really liked having them in the chapter because. I could see how it showed up in my own, you know, it was very practical for me. And, and, um, and that, that bit about prosperity and control, as you read through the book, you can really hear the voices of fear. Like it's, it's really spelled out in it. And it's, it's not all rocket science. Like you said, if you do the work, you're going to grow through this and be able to hear the voices of love so much clearer. And it's not all woo-woo. It's a very practical stuff, like having a good conversation with my kid or not freaking out when somebody doesn't call me on time or cuts me off on the freeway. I appreciated that very much. Dr. Donna Marks, thank you for being here. How can we work with you? How can we buy this book and get in touch? Well, there's lots of ways. Uh, I have a, a concierge practice here in Florida. That's not for everybody. But on my website at www.drdonnamarks.com, there's hundreds of articles that I've written that are available. We have a private membership that's available, which allows people to come on to a free uh, a webinar um, once a month. And I also have a radio show once a month that people can call in and ask questions. So there's multiple opportunities to engage either at no cost or very, very minimal cost, or, you know, if they want the full concierge service, they could do that as well. So it's www.drdonnamarks.com. And we're also getting ready to release an online course on the one solution, which is uh, for people who are struggling with a bad habit or an addiction and how to, you know, learn how to love yourself and make it fairly easy to come off of those types of behaviors. Oh, fairly easy. That's good. Go to Dr. Donna Mark's website, get those articles, check out this book, The Healing Moment. It is worth your time. And as you go forward, be deliberate today in choosing the voices you listen to, because we all have them rolling, right? You know, the next guy who cuts you off on the freeway, you're going to hear some noise in your head if you're anything <laughs> like me, right? We all do, but you can choose. Now you can find me and uh, get more links to Dr. Donna Mark's material and her website by joining our Simply Said community. And that's at polycampbell.substack.com. Find me on the website, polycampbell.com. And we'll continue this discussion. Thank you very much, Dr. Marks, for being here today. Thank you for having me on. Great, great information. And I'm excited to be working through it. And you should too. Remember, go out in your day and listen to those voices and then choose the one of love and watch your life expand. When we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! 
On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for Female Empowerment, The Best Business Network, and GPN for Geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast.